Welcome to Canada Homeschools, the dose of inspiration and encouragement for Canadian homeschoolers. Canada Homeschools features interviews with homeschool group organizers, resource suppliers, and conversations with everyday homeschoolers just like you, all from a Canadian perspective. I'm your host, Rowan Atkinson. I'd like to thank you for joining me. Now let's get started. <laughs> In 400 meters. In 100 meters. On today's episode, I'll be chatting with Stephanie Morrison about the Canadian Schoolhouse, which she is representing today on the podcast. Stephanie is a homeschooling boy mom, a businesswoman, and a life coach. Welcome, Stephanie. What can you add to that introduction? Tell us about your family and your homeschooling journey. Thank you very much, Rowan, for having me on. I'm excited to share about my own homeschooling journey as well as what we're doing with the, the Canadian Schoolhouse. So I, uh, I sometimes have too much to share. So I'm going to keep myself nice and focused on the questions here because I could talk forever about homeschooling if I didn't uh, control myself. So, um, so my little bit about my family, I have two boys who are currently 13 and 10. I also have an older son who is 26 and I do not homeschool him right now, but that was actually the start of me being even aware what homeschooling was. So when he was um, about in fifth grade, all through school, right? Really since kindergarten, I don't know, maybe kindergarten was okay. Um, but since grade one and on, he just had such a hard time with school. He struggled a lot, had a lot of behavior issues in school, really nowhere else besides just the normal, normal kid behavior issues. But he, uh, he just really struggled in school. And, and obviously that, that got in the way of his learning as well. And, and so I, it really out of frustration, I just thought, is there any way he could learn less with me than he could at school? And when I decided that probably wasn't possible after the umpteenth time of being called to the school to, to take him home, I took him out uh, at that March break of his fifth year, and then and then I homeschooled him for his grade six year, sort of homeschooling him. I actually, I really feel like that was more like just a, a break from what he was dealing with in school, because he actually did, I, I did end up putting him back in school in grade seven. Um, so he went back fairly seamlessly into, into grade seven, and, uh, and he eventually got an OSSD, I guess. Um, he did uh, go all through high school. So that was really my, even though I didn't continue homeschooling him, uh, I th think I just didn't have the confidence as much then as I did once I really geared myself up. But once then I had my, my other two sons in uh, 2007, I had my second son. And, and it was at that point, uh, you know, it was even my husband and I just made that decision that we were going to homeschool them. A lot from that experience of 
of how it was was with my son. My my husband actually had a really bad bad time in school. He never did finish high school. I'm not even sure what grade he went to, but he he was not educated very well up until till then. In fact, I, my boys at their age know even even more are, are better at communicating, let's say, at spelling and just those basics than either my oldest son and my husband um, was. So that is how we got into homeschooling. So um, yeah, I, I like to say I've been homeschooling since they were born. Um, Me too. For them. So uh, yeah, so <laughs> it, 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 it's sort of a thing. And I was just talking to somebody about this recently too, that um, you know, we're, we're such great teachers as parents, we're great teachers. We think up until grade, they're about five years old, and then we have to send them off somewhere else to be taught. And we actually are, are great teachers, um, just the same way we teach them when they're, they're young. We just, we get different resources and we get different, you know, help and when it's needed. But uh, yeah, we can continue to be those great teachers going on. I have the same philosophy. There's so much we could talk about, Stephanie, but for today, as I said, the focus of our conversation is the Canadian Schoolhouse, which is the Canadian division of the Old Schoolhouse magazine. How did you get involved with the Canadian Schoolhouse? Well, as much as I uh, have been really homeschooling for 13 years, I mean, that's really when I started, when my my second son was born. Um, I, I really did start doing all my research. I was reading all, all kinds of books and learning about all different kinds of, um, you know, approaches to homeschooling and, and that. So I had actually never heard of the, the old schoolhouse, which is really quite popular in the States. They're really well established there um, in the homeschooling world in the States, but I guess just not as much in Canada. And certainly depends, depends, I guess, who you end up talking to or what part of homeschooling you're in. So I... I had heard about a job and so I attended that. I guess it would be probably be about two years ago. I think it was a January, February time. So it'd actually probably be about two years ago, right on from right now. And what they presented there was a whole bunch of different things. So I run a home business as well, coaching and uh, and helping people start businesses. So with that interest, I, I got really interested in writing for their homeschooling with heart blog. So that's actually how I started, just submitting articles and doing guest posting on their blog. And, um, and then I was also, uh, as most homeschoolers are, we're really interested in the whole teaching aspect. So part of, part of the job fair was also looking for people to help with creating interactive content on their curriculum site, uh, schoolhouseteachers.com. So I also uh, volunteered with Perks uh, for that uh, as well. So those were two things. And I did those for a few months. And then I just got, I think because I just, I was a Canadian and, and it was a time when they're looking they fairly, fairly newly started. I got asked if I would be interested in their Canada team manager position for their Canadian division. So, uh, so that's when I took on that position. And as well, I also do copywriting. So I'm actually, technically I'm kind of working two different positions with the old schoolhouse, but my main thing is definitely managing, uh, managing everything that goes on on the Canadian side. So I was on the website and I noticed that there are so many resources available on the Canadian Schoolhouse. And from what I understand, each of your month has a theme. Can you tell us about that concept? Yes. So as I mentioned, the Homeschooling with Heart blog. So there is a blog on uh, the Old Schoolhouse website and it has uh, lots of different articles, just 
all different topics relatable to the homeschooling life. So on the Canadian side, I didn't want to just have another blog that was just then Canadian focused. So what we've we've done really is created a content section and every month we have a theme. Now we have articles that will not be on the theme every month that are new and some of our articles are submitted from homeschoolers and some of them we write in-house but all of them are relatable to to homeschoolers Um, and then our themes are generally on topics of of teaching or learning approaches so for instance January is learning through biographies so we have a front door page so that's our our little welcome mat, let's say, to show our most recent what's going on in the site. So that's where we have our theme articles. Uh, And then we always have a few other resources on that page as well that's related to whatever theme we have. And and then also with our content section. So as I said, we, we have articles on the theme, but not everything is about that one theme. So anything else that happens that we happen to have come in for that month, we put in content sections. So we have five main sections, life of home learners, that kind of covers anything to do with life of home learners. If we can't, if it doesn't really relate to the other sections, then we put it, uh, we put it in that section. And then uh, creator corner. So anything creative, so definitely crafts, artistic stuff. We even try to get stuff in there of creative writing and poetry. And we've done a whole whole mix of different things in there. And explore geography. So uh, geography and, and history. So the other section is Canada history bus. And those are definitely the big topics for Canadians that that we're really looking for Canadian content. And when I'm on homeschooling groups, there's often those questions come up, uh, just asking for Canadian resources to history. And there is there is quite a few uh, resources, like there is Headphone History, which is uh, a nice resource that I just learned about um, from you, Rowan. And it was, uh, so we're just trying to create those articles that not only give the information in the article, but really, really take that learning a little further. So we're, we're always including links or further resources that they can kind of take that learning, whatever might be in the article and really apply it to a lesson or, or show them a different way to teach something or a different approach um, on any of those topics. And then our uh, last section is family food time. So that's all about, as you can guess, it's all about food uh, and a lot of uh, recipes that are kid focused and learning about skills in the kitchen and you know, we even had one that was a little bit science-based but with food and so anyway as as uh there's just all kinds of different ways we can take that family food time section as well i love counting food as science credit that's the greatest so one of the things as you said geography and history are very country specific um, but one of the things that can distinguish a canadian homeschooling website is that there is a focus focus on resources that are particular to Canada. One of the ways that you highlight those things is that the Canadian Schoolhouse offers product reviews. Can you share with us the types of products that are reviewed on the site? Do you have certain guidelines that of things that you're looking for when you're going to review a product? Um, so we have product reviews. Gosh, what is our number? I think it's like 5,000 plus. And that's just all product reviews. So any any homeschooling related company can more or less get their 
and there are a few few guidelines stipulations, but really pretty much any product that uh, can be reviewed or sorry, any product that can be useful to a homeschooling family uh, can be reviewed. So it doesn't just have to be curriculum is kind of what I want to I want to uh, point out there. Um, but it can be anything, anything to just that family life that uh, so we've got all kinds of reviews, as I said, that 5000 plus that's on our main site, but in that content section. So if you go on our homepage, or even on our on that front door page, the theme for the month page, we do have that section of product reviews. And there we try to get as many as many Canadian reviews. And that's another area that we're building up as well. We have reviews um, specifically on there listed that that will link to the review so that so it's all part of the main schoolhouse reviews. And we can get we just get the Canadian ones that can come on our site. So they're Canadian companies, lots of them with Canadian, really Canadian specific uh, resources, but, but as long as it's a Canadian company, that's what we're showing on uh, those product reviews page of our, of our section on the Canadian schoolhouse. That sounds great. I can see also that the Canadian schoolhouse could be a helpful resource. If someone is doing a unit study on a particular topic can you talk about how that works? Mm-hmm. So that's actually, so as I said, you can do a unit study and, and be able to go to those content sections. And that's what we've had recently. We actually added a search uh, section to our our site, which makes that going on a unit study because lots of our content is really focused on, on teaching, on, on learning. So on writing, and we've got lots of, lots of different history topics there and uh, just things that it, that, that are really great to be searchable. So um, we've got a pretty, uh, now it's new, so I, and I think it works great so far, but we're definitely looking for any areas of improvement there to, to find that that searching even better, but it only searches our Canadian content. So that's one thing, I mean, as most websites have, you can always, you have a search bar and, and you can search that, and you can search anything on the old schoolhouse site and it will also, pull up anything that is on the Canadian section of the site. But we've got a uh, search section now that is only searching through our Canadian stuff. So I'm going to just put an example because it's one of the things that I know we have a few articles on. We have done a series of articles that have been on the land and culture of Canada. So that's kind of the title of the series of articles. And so we've gone, we've almost got all the way across going from east to west. We're just going to go up into the Yukon is the next one, but we've gone all the way from the Maritimes over to BC. So we've got three more territories to do there to to get that completely done. So for instance, if you went into that search thing and searched for Alberta, you wanted to learn a bit about the different different aspects of Alberta, you could put that in and that's that's one of the things that we have a few because we have a few submitted articles too uh, that is sharing their experience in different places of Alberta. We've got that land and culture article uh, about Alberta, and um, so it just gives that good opportunity to see not only what we've put out just as a homeschooling magazine and and put content onto our site, but you're also going to be able to pull up all that all that stuff that's been submitted by homeschoolers. And that's probably one of our, well, one of the parts that I really love about it. Like we don't want it to just be what we're writing from our perspective. Although, although we're still writing from a Canadian's perspective, our writers are, are, are Canadians and, and writing on those topics specific, specific to writing for a Canadian audience. But um, getting other homeschoolers to share their information is even, even better. Just reading something from a homeschooler and seeing their, um, 
concept and approach to it is uh, is kind of a cool thing we have on the site. And that leads perfectly to my next question, if you don't mind talking a little bit more about it. Talk to us about how people submitting content and even you're looking, aren't you, for even homeschooled teenagers, for example, to submit content. Is that part of your creator's corner? How does receiving content from others, how does that work? Well, I'll say first that right on the homepage of our site, so you can even just type in the canadianschoolhouse.com and you will get directed to the homepage of the Canadian Schoolhouse section of the Old Schoolhouse website. And and on there is a, a join our team form. Actually, it's probably, I think it's just a button. So click the button and then it'll take you to the forum button. So anybody can go in there and put their information in and the the email comes to me. So I'll, I'll see that. And, and really anything that, that you're interested in writing in, uh, sorry, writing about is, is pretty fair game. We just like to get perspectives and we like to get the experience from just individual homeschoolers. So that's, that's the way to get writing for the site. And we have a writer's team. So it's a small but growing list. And as you mentioned, the teens, which we don't have any yet, but that is like one of the one of the exciting ways that I I really want to not only share the content on the site, but give give a an outlet for teenagers to share on without going to the whole the whole effort of of maybe having their own website because that's I mean that's fairly easy to do and I've, I've heard of homeschoolers doing that but to just be able to share or as a parent to be able to assign an article and say this needs to get published and it can be about anything so as far as the teen articles they can get put in a few places so it could be in the creator corner especially if it's a real creative writing a poem something like that it could also get put in uh, life of home learners if it's something about them really talking about their experience as a homeschooling student and and then also history and geography so great great options to um have uh your child research a research a topic write something up on it and so not only getting that great researching skill and and not that they wouldn't do a great job just for their parents to see but now they're gonna maybe work that little bit more um diligent at it because it's gonna be something that is gonna be published and and we we have all of our articles on um we share them on our social media sites and so they really get a lot of of viewing there so it takes that little bit of uh, accountability for teens to really to really make their writing matter it's not just mom or dad seeing them or or somebody in their family but they're really writing it to be to be published on the site and who knows that experience could lead to someone becoming an author or a curriculum creator or something like that because they had that encouragement and that opportunity with the canadian schoolhouse Yes, exactly. So Stephanie, at the end of our podcast with homeschoolers, we have a section that we call the home stretch, where we ask some questions that I like to ask everyone. And so are you ready for the home stretch? All right, I'm ready for the home stretch. Let's do this thing. What has been your worst homeschool moment? Well, I don't know about one homeschooling moment, but my homeschooling, worst homeschooling moments are when I get impatient and it's not so impatient with my kids. And I mean, any parent can get impatient with their kids over a multitude of things. Um, And as I even tell my boys, Oh, like, okay. Yeah. I kind of blew it there. And it's, it's really not you. It's me. I've got whatever on my mind, right? Like I'm, I'm impatient for different reasons. And I actually really like to be open about that, that I do lose it. I do yell. I do get frustrated when they aren't 
understanding a concept. And I, I, I always like to share that reality because I've heard so many people tell me that haven't been homeschooling yet. Oh, I could never homeschool my kids. Like I don't have the patience. And, and I, I will tell people that usually face to face too, but like, I am, I am, naturally impatient. I, I don't have very many patients and it's probably one of the things I've had to work on the best. So I will say, thank God that I'm not where I used to be with that, but I'm not quite where I want to be either. I'm, I'm still having some of those worst moments where I just get really frustrated and, it, and it's a little bit of me being frustrated. And sometimes that's like my indication of like, maybe I need to change Maybe I need to change something up of this, this chorus or this, these lessons are not really working for either one of us. Then that's, that's uh, my little indication that I need to change it up or I need to take a breather because sometimes it's totally just me not being patient. You make a really good point. So my kids would say that my character is generally pretty good, but that I do need to grow in the area of patience as well. And I've always said, when people say, well, I wouldn't have the patience to homeschool, I always say, well, I don't either. And I wouldn't have the patience to be married for almost 30 years, but here I am. So it's, <laughs> it's just something that we all, you know, struggle with, and we all need to grow in and some days are hard. Um, but you do make a very good point about sometimes those things can be an indicator that something needs to change. It can be different. It could be the curriculum, it could be we need to go to bed earlier, it could be a number of changes that um, would be applicable there. But sometimes, yeah, having those frustrations could be a sign that something could change and make improvements and lead to less frustration. So that's a really good point. Thank you for that. The Canada Homeschools podcast is brought to you by Headphone History, your complete Canadian elementary history curriculum. Headphone History comes with audio lessons, stories, and legends, and a reproducible workbook designed for the whole family. Go to headphonehistory.com. It's important for us to learn our history. And what has been your best homeschool moment? Um, well, you could probably ask me on a different day and I may, I may give a different answer, but I am really, I have just been really focused, really reflecting on living the educational life with my kids. Like that being just the overriding purpose of homeschooling, not just me, but that, that being the real, the real benefit, the real purpose of homeschooling. And I, I totally did not make that up. I know that I read that as, as, somebody in the homeschooling. So one of those many books that I've read on homeschooling, he really described that concept that homeschooling is about living the educational life with your kids. So I, I got to say my best moments are really when they get so excited about what they've learned. Now they get frustrated and, 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 you know, really don't want to learn sometimes too, but those moments of seeing them master a new skill or, or just even getting, getting a concept, not even mastering it, but something that they have just struggled with. And now it just like, it clicks for them, right? They, they get that. And I love, I love seeing that. I, I, you know, sometimes reflect on, on how I missed that um, with my older son. Learning was just so tough for him in that school environment. And it didn't, uh, didn't lend well at all to his learning style. So it's, yeah, definitely my best moments is seeing them seeing them just happy about what they've learned. Thank you. What does homeschooling look like for you in the summer? Pretty much the same as any other time of the year, except we are outside more. <laughs> uh, I do homeschool all through the year and I, 
I probably do it more for my benefit than um, my kids, although I don't think it's really helpful to have such a big, big break without learning. I mean, I, I'm a big advocate of learning all the time. So I am always learning something. I'm learning how to fly right now. Like I'm really in the beginning stages of it, but, but I've got a book and I, I, I want to learn how to fly. I'm learning about wood burning. I'm all oh, the, anyway, I could go on a big list of things I've learned. So I, I definitely come from this very uh, learning should be something we're doing all the time. So from that perspective, like I just do homeschooling all year long. And, and like I said, we're out, we're outside more. So that would probably be where we change. But even all throughout the year where we, we take blocks of time off. So we, we might, for whatever reason, sometimes just because I'm busy with things I've got going on, or, or we are going somewhere, or the kids uh, will often go to their grandparents. And uh, I've got other family in Southern Ontario. So they, they kind of go there and visit a visit two or three people while they're visiting there so they'll just be gone for a week and so there's lots of times throughout the year where we don't homeschool so I say I homeschool all throughout the year but I don't think it's any I probably don't do many more homeschooling days than than anybody else that homeschools or that's amazing that you're learning to fly I'm just learning how to fly my new drone camera and that seems to be challenging enough for me. We've had a Ooh. couple of crash landings already, but yes, I love to always be learning new things as well. If you could go back and do things differently, what would you change in your homeschool? Oh, that's the question, eh? I, I could think of probably a few things, but I think what probably comes comes to mind and maybe what I've struggled with a little bit, as I say, I'm not that patient of a person. And I think some things I stuck with too long. And then it just became like a light in my head. Like, why am I trying to finish out this year of this, you know, curriculum that I bought and that I really liked, like, it really worked great for my mind. I love the whole approach for it. But my boys are very different, a different, very different learning style than than what my head is even my even how I learned as a child, right? I was, I was very much um, like how they how they do the, the public school system, how they teach in that setting. It really worked very well for me, at least the teaching part. Like I just need me to too. be told something and and maybe a little lesson and and I've got it, right? And that's that's not really how it works for my boys at all. Although I did do research on learning styles, I don't think I put enough emphasis on that. So that's probably one thing that I I would have been a little bit more aware of of what I wanted to pick for for curriculum or for courses or any kind of learning resource that I really should have been looking more at how they learn and not how I want to teach. Because I find that that I'm much more adaptable to teach in any way than they are to learn in any way. Yes, that's true. Because teaching methods can can be different, but your own how you're wired to learn is how you're wired to learn. There's not there aren't as many options with that. That's a good point. What is one resource that you would recommend and why? The Canadian Schoolhouse. <laughs> but other than that. Yes, well, I would definitely recommend that one. <laughs> I think not even so much like one one resource because as I as I said like even one uh, I certainly wouldn't recommend one curriculum because one curriculum wouldn't work for everybody whether it's your family style or your learn, learning style I wouldn't even re- recommend but one thing that I so I really love the Charlotte Mason style of homeschooling like when I was looking into homeschooling and and really deciding what kind of approach to learning I wanted that is what I really gravitated to the most and I wouldn't say that that I have gone away from it, but I definitely had to change that a, a little bit. 
with the way my boys learn or or what's just worked for our, our family. So I still I still love that approach. And one of those approaches from that is the morning basket, which is pretty popular across homeschooling, um, not just for Charlotte Mason, Charlotte Mason followers. It's and and I didn't really get that concept, although I've heard of that concept for years. I didn't really understand what that was enough, I guess. And so and I don't know if I'm completely right here on on what maybe is right, like right from you know, beginning and Charlotte Mason. But what I see it as is just that time where you're together leisurely learning. So you're not having to go through, make sure you you get through this book or so what I have for our morning basket, which isn't just the morning. So that approach is sort of like, that's your first thing you do. And it's a really great way to start your day. And sometimes we do it in the morning, but we do do this at any time throughout the day where the three of us are together in the living room. And I, and I just changed up the books in our, in our basket there uh, yesterday. So sometimes I'll change them up because of what we're learning. Otherwise um, we're doing a botany chorus right now. So that is a, like a, you know, lesson by lesson chorus. So, so I've had some books about trees and plants and uh, a few different things related to that and I have other activities too. So I just think that morning basket is so adaptable to every family to just for that together time learning. And again, as I said, not learning where it's a real structured learning, but just the casual, like, let's see what books are activity. We even have, I, I even have like French um, flashcards in there right now. And I have this little, so it doesn't just have to be about, about books. Um, either, although I, I always have lots of books in there, but it can be about activities and even little games and, and stuff, just what you're going to do together, because not only does that possibly can be directly related to maybe even something you're learning in a, in a real chorus or something you're doing otherwise learning, but it also uh, opens up the opportunity to have conversations. And I think that's one of the best things we can do with our kids is having conversations where, you know, for, for us, it's just three of them three of us right so just just two kids to be able to have those conversations and each of them to be expected to have input in that is really great and even though we're around each other all day long there's stuff that we're doing right so there's stuff that I'm doing and and those conversations don't don't always happen but it's a great time that I'm using now to just bring up bring up conversations about about anything really thank you what advice would you give someone just starting homeschooling so to to change up your approach and not just, so as I talked about before, you know, it's one of my, one of my things I wanted to change from the past, like to be a little bit more adaptable is definitely good for any family, anything in family life, but to, to really dabble in different things. Because one thing I find and working for the old schoolhouse, I see all kinds of different things, whether I'm reading the magazine or looking through, there's just so many different homeschooling companies that I get known about that I probably would have never known, at least to the degree that I know now. Um, there's work I work I do, the copywriting work I do is doing a lot of different uh, email marketing. And, and so that's, you know, I'm just really seeing the real like, oh, this product looks great. And I'll often be, you know, writing or researching something and I'm, I'm like going to their site because, oh, that looks really neat. And I'll sign up to their email list. And, and there's so, so maybe that's another one. So be adaptable, but don't get overwhelmed because I totally get lost in it. Sometimes I get overwhelmed with all the options as well. So it's almost like two opposing <laughs> 
uh, words of advice there. Like don't, you know, dabble in different things, but don't get overwhelmed. I was going to say, yes, it's quite a balance between um, just sticking to something, whether it works or not, and trying so many new things that you don't even kind of know where you're at and you never finish anything. So like there's a really good balance in the middle there. But once again, I think there's a lot of trial and error in homeschooling. You don't really know what works for you until you try it. And oftentimes when we start homeschooling, we're just using whatever curriculum our friend that talked to us about homeschooling used because that's all we know. And so that may not work for us or or our kids, or there may be something better out there. So there is a lot of trial and error with homeschooling. And I think you really have to do it more than one year if you can, because you it takes a little while of trial and error to find your groove and to get confident and to get comfortable to know what's out there to know, as you were talking about before, your children's learning styles to learn about different teaching styles. So you're kind of having professional development as you go along and getting better at it and honing your craft and finding what works for you. So yeah, there's a lot out there. It's overwhelming, but also it's good to try some things. So if you could leave the listeners with a word of encouragement, what would you say? Mm. So one word is trust. Like just trust that you know your kids the best, right? Trust that you're going to figure out what's best for them. Yeah, that's, that's a really good one too, because we're always second guessing ourselves and thinking that everyone else knows better. Everyone else is better, that experts know better, but you're the mom and you know, your kids and you love your kids. So trust is a very good word. I love, I love that. Thank you so much. Well, that wraps up our conversation with Stephanie Morrison about the Canadian Schoolhouse. And if you want to check out the Canadian Schoolhouse, you can go to thecanadianschoolhouse.com and you'll find all the great information and resources that we talked about. Thanks so much for joining me today, Stephanie. Oh, you're welcome, Rowan. Thank you so much for listening. You can find helpful links and show notes for this episode at our website, canadahomeschools.com. Please share this podcast with your friends and leave a rating and positive review on your podcast provider. This will help others find their dose of inspiration and encouragement. Happy homeschooling, Canada! Hee <laughs> hee!